What I was trying to bring out <coughs> was that <coughs> in, in Yiddishkeit, it's an essential point that <coughs> even though Yiddishkeit, Yiddishkeit is a build-up, of course, uh, you have to start small and then big. There's no, there's no doubt. At the same time, there's a fundamental point in Yiddishkeit that <coughs> way from the beginning, you have, to, you have to get the essence and you have to get to the, to the right point. Now, <coughs> the, the, the example that I brought was that even though the epitome of the Yom Nerayim, of the Holy Days, is Shemini Atzeres. And Shemini Atzeres is Anilu Doidi Vidoidi Still, you have to start off to a certain extent with I need the doidi vidoidi. Because you cannot start off by saying that uh, I'll start off without a Kurdish Baruch Hu, I'll start off on my own, and then slowly I work myself up. But <coughs> it's, it's, the beginning is attached to the end. The epitome is to get attachment to Hashem, and you have to start, up with, start off with Hashem. That was the point that I brought out today. And it was, I elaborated, I don't think I'll, I mean, you can hear the tape over again. And if you have a specific question, I'll try to answer. But what I was trying to say is that you have to, you have to start off, when it comes to you, with a little And that was Abba Tabo's suggestion, that to start with a quarantine of 40 days, take out the guy from the house. Because the Aleph of Yiddishkeit is to make a marriage out of it. And the marriage is yichud, privacy. We are Nakadish Baruch That's how you start life, and that's the epitome of life. That was the essay, but you know, it, it, was, a, it was a long essay, so uh, I'm not going to repeat it. The question was, if somebody has trouble finding the right panosa, you're looking, you're looking, and you're not finding any panosa. That's the question, right? So what's the question? The question is, do I do something wrong? I'm working so hard. Whatever I try, I don't find anything. And you have failure in life. Reason to get depressed. And the answer is, if you got the last night's speech about the shtadlis, you have to know as follows. The shtadlis, to put in an effort, is the end goal in himself. That's the mitzvah in himself. Hashem is giving panosa. If Hashem, for some reason, doesn't give yet panosa, Hashem wants you to go out to look, Hashem says, I want you to be out on the field and to look and accept what things come, come along. And that, in essence, is the accomplishment. You go out in the morning, you make your efforts, it comes at night, you say to yourself, Hashem, I did my job, you sent me around, I'm accepting what you had not given to me. Obviously, even I, would, I did my job. And that's mission accomplished. You had not failed. Success and atzloch is not what is the outcome of your established. That's what Kodesh Baruch is giving Success in Atzlochu means, have you understood your Yishtalas, have you done your Yishtalas, knowing that you're doing the Shlichas from HaKodesh Baruch And in fact, you're looking for a job, you don't get a job, so how many people have jobs in the world and they have never money? They make the money and they lose the money? So, not the job. And by the way, that's the whole job you should know, also have to take in the right count. It's, it's a cloth, it's a curse. It's not a privilege to have a job. Today, in this, in this cursed world, it's a privilege to have the curse. But it's not, it's not, it's not such a, Hashem wants us to work and Hashem doesn't want you to work. Hashem wants you to do what you have to do in this situation, to look up to HaKudosh Baruch to have more and more, to have more bitokhan. It's exercise of bitokhan. It's exercise of Hamun.
next session. The question was, if a person puts in then the right amount of establishments which he feels comfortable with, he thinks he did a lot, he did what he had to do, and he's comfortable with the results, he's accepting whatever the consequence result is. So you have now peace of mind, I did mine. However, there is pressure from outside sector, other people, in-laws, whatever, who are pressurizing the person. How much do you have to give in to the pressure from the outside? That's the question. The number one thing which I would like to say, Bakhlal, you have to get used to live a life, not to get intimidated by any pressure. There's no because of, when you work on yourself in any area and you start, and of course the people around you who not didn't work so long with us, and they give you pressure, you mature, you don't come in. You know how many people they have pressure they should go to work? How many boys get pressure girls get pressure to go to college because the parents you know, survivors of the Holocaust and they were starving, they were young, and they want to make sure that their son should become a doctor and their daughter should become a independent, should, should become uh, independent, and they pressurize the children to go to college and to go to secular studies. So we have to know, pressure should not be, should not guide your life forever. If it comes a question, maybe they are right. You have a question, I say, look, love, it's for myself, and then you have to go to the third party. Is it justified what my parents are saying? Should I make more things? In other words, if the pressure is actually causing a doubt, you maybe you really need to run up. You have a question, go ask a sailor club. But the club in this age have to know not to let ourselves be intimidated by pressure which comes from side parts which have not gone along with you in the scope and understanding what you're doing. Next question. Gentleman is asking, is there people, is it Sadiqim who tell you which area you have to work, which panosis you should go in, or which meters you have to work on, and so on and so on? I think the answer would be as follows. That was real quoted before the Mishnah, Asela Kharav. I want to tell you a, a story, a, a little, a little a, a fun. There was once a a Hasidic Yid came to Reb Chaim Brisker and he walked into Reb Chaim's house and he was staring at Reb Chaim. He was staring at him and staring at him and staring at him. Reb Chaim says, what are you looking at me for? He says, I was told that it's a big segula, a big tzitzit to look at a tzaddik. Reb Chaim says, you should know that every Jew is a tzaddik. It's a first Mishnah. It's a first Every Yid is a tzaddik. I suggest that the best tarik to look at is look at yourself. That's a good tarik to look at. All right, that's it. <coughs> it's a joke with the, with the inside. There's no doubt that even today, there are tzaddikim, great people, and this is our talk that Kodesh Bochul gave us, that there are tzaddikim who you can rely upon, you can ask a good etzer, and <coughs> you can find a tzaddik, a rav, a tamut chokhim. That can help you. And I said, it's good to ask Sadiqim. But if you feel that you didn't find the great Sadiq, the great Balaruch HaKadosh, that you had heard in previous generations, and you didn't find the one who you feel is the real Sadiq you rely on, still the Amech Kulat Sadiqim, to go to a Ben Ter, to go to someone who dedicates his life to Ruchnitz, even if he's not the greatest Sadiq, the greatest God had done. To ask an Eitzim, I don't say that you should follow him blindly because he's not that great of a tzaddik. But if you will get used to asking Eitzim by Talmud Chachamim, 
people that dedicate their life to tearing your Shemayim and you become friends with them and ask them and talk to them people that you know are Ruchnistika people and that their life is, is to a certain extent a life of a tzaddik then <coughs> you, will, you, will, you, will, you will have much much benefit in life again we believe that there are the, uh, the ultimate tzaddik we believe that they are still around today and if you shy sh- to a certain Rebbe then he could be the one if you heard of a certain tzaddik he could be the one but if you don't find the big tzaddik to go to any Rav any Talmud Chochem will give you a good idea because the Mishnah says Kol if you don't learn Tariel Lishma, you just plain learn Tariel, and you could also get a good idea. Not to that extent. But anyone who learns Tariel, who dedicates his life to learning and to, to Yerit Shemayim, it's a good idea to discuss with him. And if you don't find that great tzaddik, discuss with two, with three, and you'll, be, you'll, you'll, you'll benefit without him. Um, the question here that we had mentioned, a man is asked in Bezat Shalmaila how much of the Shas he learned. And the question is, what does a woman ask? What Bechin does a woman get? And the second question is, it will say that the Gemara says, that they are Zeichid because they await their, their husbands and their children to come from the Yeshiva. And this is their Chelek and Torah. What's about a woman who doesn't have a husband, doesn't have children? This is the question. <coughs> now, <coughs> on the first question, so the question, second question answered. That the Gemara says, Noshim B'may Zachim. Now, <coughs> it's very important, very, very side, to know the, the, exactly what the Gemara says. The Gemara is discussing, many people don't know this. The Gemara is dis- not discussing Ulam Haba, is not discussing Ganeidim, the Gemara is discussing very explicitly Tchiyas HaMesi. For sure, every mitzvah that we do has a schar. But there's a very special point called Tchiyas HaMesi, which is one of the 13 Ikrim. And the Gemara says that the Tal Shel Tchiyah, the Dew, D-E-W, that will bring us back alive is only Torah. And on this the Gemara asks, Noshim b'may zachim. How are women zeichet since they don't have the mitzvah of learning Torah? And on this the Gemara says that they have part in their husband's Torah and their children's Torah. In other words, what I'm trying to bring out that I think the Gemara is not discussing how is a woman zeichet Torah have. For sure, a woman has a life of mitzvahs, of mysterious nefesh, of chesed, of connection to Hashem, of davening, of emune and bitochen. And for sure, a woman's wife, life is filled with opportunities to bezeich elam habam. There is a special importance for women to find a special connection with learning Torah. And the question that was asked over here, since the Gemara suggests that she becomes attached to her husband's learning or her children's learning, what should a woman do that, that doesn't have, have a husband available at that moment or, ch- or children available at that moment? And the answer is, it's a very good suggestion for this woman 
to look for besides her life pattern to look for special special zechuyos even if she does a lot of chesed her life is full of, of tzitzitis she davens a lot there should be a special emphasis to find a way to have a connection of Torah now lahaloche it's a sugya in the Gemara Masechta and the Gemara says that a woman who learns Torah this itself gives her a connection to Torah but if she wants an epitome of Torah in other words, a greatness of Torah, which women probably very hard for them to acquire, and they shouldn't acquire. So Enechanami, it's a very good idea to do a certain amount of, of, of hishtadlis, let's say, connection with the yeshiva. You can help. If you go to a neighbor that you see that her, her life is miserable, and her husband's learning Torah, her children learning Torah, she doesn't have, doesn't have to appreciate it. And you teach her how to appreciate it. If you're not waiting for your husband to come home because you don't have a husband, but you give an insight to someone else, and the Gemara says, If you teach someone else, it's more than you did. And in Khanami, it's like a very good idea to find ways to have this special connection of Torah, and it is available. Torah has many beautiful tricks to it. You find many, many beautiful things in Torah. If you do this ke'ilu, you do this ke'ilu, and this is true. If you help other people, if you help neighbors, if you whatever you do in the furtherance of Torah, and today there's so much to be done, I don't think it's a problem. And maybe we can add, in this chos, the person will do for the furtherance of Torah, will spread the understanding of Torah by a neighbor, by a sister, by, by a relative. In this chos, they will come that she'll be able to be to do it on her own self. We'll just add a elaborate on at this point. Halokha Lamaisa. Now that they have the Shilantron program, which is helping uh, paying for people uh, teaching Torah for children from the from bound children who never learned before. Based on the Gemara Amramad is Ben Khavira Torah. So we were asked to support women, to teach women, to any other thing. Is this also going in the category from Ramad Ben Hamoret Stoyre? Is it the same support? And I got a psak, because there's no Torah for men without a wife. It's not Torah. It's a learning said many times, The Torah for man, he must have a wife. So when a woman, for a reason which Hashem didn't give her a husband, didn't have children, probably, as I always say, if a person makes a proper ishtamas to be married and to have children, and the situation did not allow, does not allow, and you stay single, it means, it means, <coughs> eventually, obviously, the person has to filtrate the role in the previous life of having children. Now, you're done for a, for a different reason. As the Chavis Salvador says, when a person has children, has to thank Hashem, he gave him children. If a person has no children, has to thank Hashem, you relieve me the burdens of the taking care of children in order I should be able to make much broader chesed to more children. Because a woman who is not tied down to the schedule of her husband and the children has much more broader time to do chesed to all kinds of things. As I've since mentioned that when you do the chesed by teaching other women, other girls, as women supposed to be teaching or helping and building, 
and helping other girls to become, to get married to Bnei Torah, to create the Torah, that obviously this is Shaf Kalam Lamed as well, Amoritz Torah, because a woman's role is also connected to Torah. Wherever you put a person in the right place, it becomes a Eishas Chover, that is the connection to Torah. There's a question here. How much attention should I give to my children without them stepping over? Because I'm a soft person stepping now, on. stepping on, and so on and so on. You should stop being afraid they're going to step over us. How much attention should I give to my child? If a person is a soft personality, you give too much attention, should the child become stepping over you? Like, like how much? We have to stop to become philosophers and special educators and worrying he's going to step on me, he's not going to step on me. We have to become, we have to be natural, absolute natural. What does it mean natural? You have a child, you have to be the of the child, you have your nature, and the Shem gave you this child. You do the best that you can, in the best good intention, make sure, that don't be anxious, don't be aggravated, don't be cast, just do what you have to do, and don't be always afraid they're going to step over you. Again, this is all good advice for your neighbor, for your sister, or for your friend. You're going to be like this, this is going to happen. You're going to be like this, this is going to happen. It's not, it's not shy. Every person is different. Every household is different. What you have to have confidence, clarity, good intention, and be there with your heart. And if you soft, be there with your soft heart. With your soft heart. And that's an important great advantage to a child. And don't be afraid. In today's age, to be close to your children, to talk with your children, to play with your children, don't be afraid they're going to step all over you. Let me tell you a story of the old Skerev Zuchanibrocha. He was a great man. And in the Holocaust, in the 40s, 43, 44, he was in Bucharest, he was in Yas, right after the war, right after, uh, 45, right after the war. And he had three big daughters, three big daughters. And there was many other Khoshevayim Rebis, Mamash Rebis, Khoshevayim in the same Bucharest. And there were Rebis, Rebis, they're learning all day, taking Kvitlach, helping people, making Chesed, and they didn't have time to look around for the children. And about the loss of the children. Those days was a big chaotic world. And the daughters became modern. And hanging out and all kind of things. And about the loss, whole families have been wiped out. Those very heavy, which is great Kedusha and Sikhs and Asmodi, which he had. It's an old thing. They were sitting and playing chess with their daughters. Sewing clothes with their daughters. And talking to them and entertaining them. He was the friend. He was, he was going down to them. And he entertained them. He, was, he became the friend. And he grew beautiful, beautiful rabbits himself. And everyone was, how do you raise such a daughter under these circumstances? Because father was there, he put away all his secrets, put away all his things, and he was going down to them, he was with them. He was actually involved in playing, he was, he was, he was their friend. In our time, when there's so much competition against a Jewish home from the outside world, from the school, from friends, and as you see today, what has happened to the son of the child to the kindergarten, and things get house how much entertainment, how much traveling in, in, in friends, in, in, in everything comes from a different household. And every in every household there's a different entertainment. In today's special which we have all this. So you the child continues to be influenced on the outside. And if you have not a warm anchor at home that you could have open communication with the mother, with the father, then the child is totally on his own. And there's nothing wrong to be solved. You're not to be afraid the child's gonna step all over you just because you're there. Just be there. But one thing, you have to be clear, you have to be concrete. Confident what you're doing, and the rest is the Islam, which the is giving. Nobody could step over you just because of your personality. I want to add, I think that you, you're aware, one of the great problems 
in, 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 the, in the religious world today. And at Israel, I mean, I live in at Israel. I imagine America is also very common. And at Israel, it became, one, it became a problem which is alarming all of us. Many children from the best homes, from good homes, fall out and go and mamish the full libuta tachtonim. And there are, are, are organizations and askonim and the people, tzaddikim, um, you know, they're trying to help these people. And uh, and they they learn from a lot from experience. And uh, I mean, really, every story is different. But what they what they what they tell and what they what they say from their experience of speaking to tens and hundreds of young boys and young girls of the Islam fell out, the families, they, they say that statistically 99% of the children say because they did not get enough warmth and love at home. They push it in the street, they find open arms. There are a lot of shkotsim. There's, in the street it has open arms it's Shek and Chosef of course but these these, nebuch, these children don't, don't don't know how to differentiate what real love is, what real warmth is and they say, and the children say that, I mean I have not yet, I'm not very experienced, but I've not yet heard a child that say my mother was too soft with me and she didn't, you know, she didn't take and the children say they didn't get enough warmth at home I'm, I'm not, I don't want to talk personally, but in my own experience with my children the chinuch of my house, I try to do the best I can. When it comes to Ben Azmanim, and what I tell my wife is, Angazun. What I tell her is, don't, it's good, the children should learn, it's everything, but don't, don't shrize the they should learn so much. Let's make sure that the refrigerator is full, that they have what to eat. The child feels good at home, he doesn't have to eat out, he has good food at home, has people that love him at home, he should feel good at home. A child that feels good at home has no reason to go elsewhere. A child that the Hatishwa says in the he goes to a falafel shop. And a falafel shop, he doesn't find his parents, he finds other people there. It's extremely important for our children to, to feel good at home. When, you, when the children are smaller, younger, and <clears throat> I'm telling you, I, even with younger children, I tell parents, and people have a lot of tinnitus, of chinuch, of, of, and I tell you, the biggest danger. The biggest danger of Chinuch is the street. There is nothing as protectful as the home. It doesn't matter who the mommy is or the tati is. When the child is at home, there's nothing that's more beautiful. Buy him a game. He should have good food at home. He should have parents that love him. If a child comes home and tati says, gay learn, so he, he, he'll run away. You could tell him gay learn. But I, t- I tell parents, don't tell them gay learn. Do, do learn with them. You're sitting reading newspaper and ask them gay learn. You wanted to go learn? Sit and learn with him. No, you're tired. And he's not tired. He's also tired. Gay learn. What says gay learn? And mommy says, why don't you open up a safer? Open a safer with him. But extremely important that the children should feel comfortable at home. There is nothing as important as the children should feel comfortable at home. Rabbi Tabo always says, the Chazal say, If the, if the your Rebbe is like an angel, learn Torah. If not, don't learn Torah. Parents, there's no, no condition. These are the parents that Hashem gave these children. I think that we can rightfully say that 
that we haven't heard almost. Not, it's very seldom that we hear that parents ruin children. Again, against wicked parents. Parents that are apikorsim, bir hashkafim. But normal parents, that have hashkaf of Torah, and you sometimes the mother screams at the child too much, and the father gets a little too angry, or is too soft. This is not what ruins the children. What ruins the children is because they're out in the street. That's what ruins the children. And most important is the children should feel comfortable at home. They should have good food at home. They should get a, a few pennies from Tati. It's very important. Because if you're not going to give your child a quarter, he'll get the quarter someplace else. If, if you won't give him the quarter, he'll get the quarter someplace else because he wants the piece of candy. Let him get it from you. Don't be too soft. I'm not saying you should be too, too soft. But it's extremely important that children should feel comfortable at home. And they say today, tell the children you love them. People you sometimes think that if you tell the children you love them, you're spoiling them. Tell the children that you love them. Don't be embarrassed. Tell them. And tell them with all your heart. At the same time, you can tell them also that you're supposed to learn Torah, you're supposed to this and that. Tell the children that you love them. Make sure that they know that you love them. It's only beneficial. Question was not one. Absolutely, you cannot compete with the fun of the street. But I, I wasn't. But but, but it's a kavuchaymer. If they have so much fun outside, if the house is a disaster, then for sure they can look for fun. If the house is comfortable, then you have a chance. Now children are not stupid. They'd rather have a comfortable home than the fun outside. But if the house is a disaster, if when the child comes home, he has to brace himself. For, 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 for a shower of, 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 from, from his parents that he didn't learn, etc., etc., then he just doesn't want to be in the house. Now, if the home is comfortable, then you have a chance, like you say. Still, we're in big danger. We have to dive in a lot of fillers. Like you say, because it's, outside, it's hard to compete. So, <laughs> Koshke and Koshke, how important it is to do what we can. Now, we can't make our, our, our homes with fun. You understand? You can you, you put open open the television for your child. There's going to come because if you open up the television, the child, when your little boy watches television, he's not at home. He's in he's in Piccadilly. He's not at home anyways. He's not here. At home means with with mommy, with Tati, with the brothers and the sisters. That's what home means. He's not at home. He's flew away. When he's reading an Irish book, he's not at home. So we can't compete with fun, but it's extremely important to do what we can. To give them a comfortable home, especially in our generation. One added factor to this fun business. But this is a big problem today in our education, and even our Echodolim and Bishyakovs, that we're entitled to have fun. Just have kosher fun. Which is a big problem. No one kosher fun, but if we're entitled to kosher fun, it's a big problem. It's a very big problem. 
And the only way we could counter this, what, what is the big problem, Lachayda? Because now I want kosher fun, so you get addicted to get used to it, and you outgrow those kosher funds, because the non-kosher funds compete and they become almost every day some new and new and new and new, and the kosher fund cannot compete with it. And Bakhlal kosher fund is no tachlis. It's nothing more than to kill time. But the person has absolutely no idea that there's such a thing of Kaibashat Mukhobamutaloch and not the person have so much fun. But at the same time, you can't just not, not give it because the child feels deprived again. You have a problem, the speech is competing then. You just can't be sick, this And everything has to be done. So therefore, I'm incorporating the next question which was here. Why is it so important to take out the Goishi interest in the house? Also, the question is, how do you give it over to your children? Okay, you are willing to be out of the Goishi interest. How do you affect your children at the same time? And therefore, it's very important Educate means means teaching a person to understand. To teach him that he should understand. Before you tell a child no, I'm going to give you an, give you a personal experience. I was once asked to speak in a Chassidish seminary. It was a graduating class. I was asked to speak there by the principal. And she says to me, we have a problem. The girls want to have a trip to Washington. And the rabbi is not so keen about it. Also, we do get in the outmost sneers. We go with the bus and all the girl counselors. We go together. We have the food together. We sleep together. It's a two overnight trip. It's fun for the children to be together. It's very popular today. Fun. You go to the Niagara Falls. You go to Washington. You go to the Monument. And we just don't know how to stop them. Especially when the parents have their own fun. The parents are allowed to make their trips to Miami winter time. The parents are allowed to go to Niagara Falls. But why can't children have it together and have it in a Chassidish atmosphere and sing together, Chassidish and whatever it is? How do we stop it? And it says, if you could talk about it, I was speaking to that class. Now, here I have, I'm confronted with the issue. Now, I know in my house, I also raised six daughters. And they never went to graduate class. They never went this time to me because I was also taking events. I was there for them. They didn't miss it. I always have a thing that, that it's, you don't need it. You, you're too important for that. My mother used to tell to my sisters that they wanted something. It's fastish for you. It's not appropriate for you. You're higher than that. You don't need this junk. That's where we were raised. That's where it's my children too. Not that we were proud or arrogant, but if you feed them continuously, that's what this is. I had once my daughter come home. Uh, she was 11, 12 years old. And she asked me, Tati, may I go to the play? This Rochel is making a play monthly. A beautiful play. A kosher, a kosher school, a kosher play. Can I go to the play? So again, I found an opportunity to have a discussion with her. She says, why are you asking me? Is this a scopic question? Is this a technical question? Ask a technical question, ask mommy. Is it time of sleeping, time of this, time of helping? That's not my... Ask mommy. If mommy lets you go, is this... No, she says, no, it's not a technical question. It's a scopic question. So what's a scopic question? Why are you asking me? Obviously, you must have spoken. You must have a doubt. What is it? Mean? The school is a wonderful school. The girls are wonderful girls. This place is a definite kosher place. Baruch Hashem, she cut to the point that she questioned, should she go to the play or not? So I asked her, do you miss the play? Do you miss the play? You think you're going to feel broken if you're not going to go to the play? She says, no, I don't miss the play. I'm, I'm very happy. She says, why do you want to go? She says, because everyone goes. My friends are going. It's a start. Everyone is going. Why should we? Says, if that's the case, don't go. If you miss the play, you're entitled to have the play. The play is made for, your, for those girls who are missing it. You want to have fun. You're missing. I'm not letting go go to the library. I'm not letting go to movies. You're not getting video shows. So, Besrochel made a kosher play for you instead of it. 
But if you're not missing that, why do you go just because everyone goes? Tomorrow somebody else. They're gonna do everyone's gonna do something else. Just don't follow the crowd. That's the next thing. So eventually she said to me, No, I'm not missing. He says, if you're missing a thing, he said you just don't do just because everyone. Don't spend the money, don't spend the time. But then I told her, anyway, if you wanna go, you could go. It's kosher. It's up to you to choose. But once she heard it, she decided not to go. That's Khina. Not until you're not allowed to go. So if you miss it, if you feel happy, if you go, go. But understand why you're going. What? So that's why you train them not to get addicted to But here I had the school. I had to speak about it again. So I had to work on me. I had clarity for the stuck in it. What's wrong to go to Washington? And then I came up and I was speaking to the girls. And just in the, in the infirmary, I came up with just yeah. Today people ask why is what's wrong to go to Washington DC to get a kosher smear and said nothing wrong. Halakhically is absolute it's not not even bigotary, girls have no bigotary because go together, they're allowed to, to go to a park and to play would be nothing absolutely wrong. But if this is a two days away, spending money and nothing wrong halakhically. But I said to them, you know what? The question is what will you do in Washington? This was Elo. I said soon we're gonna have we're gonna have young people and we're going to say the Slichos, the men said before that too, the Shlosh Yisraminus, but in the Ile, everyone says the Shlosh Yisraminus. And this is Shlosh Yisraminus, we say, Eskero Elohim Vehemoyo. I remind Hashem, and I'm crying in my heart. We don't see a call even, I see all cities, all capital cities, Antila, Benira, beautiful build-up, beautiful erected. The Ile Elohim is famous, Hashem Tachtiyo, in the city of HaKadosh Bok, in the Shlach, is ruined, the way it's ruined, and I'm crying on that. And usually we say to Nila, that we say the Shlosh Yisraminus, we say Nila, we cry about it. So I say to this girl, nothing wrong to go to Washington Monument, to go to, to the capital of, of the United States, when you're going to go there, and you're going to see the beauty, all the tourism and all everything, and you're going to just start crying. Where is Yerushalayim? Where is our capital city? Nothing wrong to go there. But if you go there, and you feel you're an American citizen. You're part of this. This belongs to you. And you photograph yourself together with the Japanese tourists just there, just like everyone else. Then you lose your identity. Who are you? With whom are you? And a month later, you're going to cry by the either Eskutino, But yesterday, you entertained yourself with it. You're getting totally mixed up. And interestingly, the girl heard it, and they canceled the trip on their own, because they understood it. They canceled it. And this is the answer also to this question we want to ask you. If you, you decide one part, the mother decides to take out the Goishkat from the house, how do you introduce the children? If you have the Goishkat out of your house, and you have clarity about it, and you could express it, you could be able to take it over. And it makes sense. You should know one thing. Children are very naive, and they love the truth. There's nothing, children, you could see when you speak to children, explain something nicely, the eyes brighten up, the faces brighten up. They love, I spoke to seven, eight, nine-year-old children having questions, and I, I had to think how to relate it down to a child and the child understand it. A good rabbi, a good teacher is the one who explains things with utmost clarity, in simple words, with no confusion, and you see the children's faces turn out. They become, they, they, they radiating all of a sudden. Because we are all having a neshama, and the neshama is Elokos, is God, is Hashem, Kassam Hashem HaKadosh Bochor, Emes, the seal of HaKadosh is truth. And unfortunately, there's not too much truth today. Even the truth is we are learning this confused, this fadnaf, we don't have clarity. So wherever you give something over, a clean, a cleanness, the children eat them up. So when you get the goyish cut out, and you clear about it, and you proud about it, and you give a pass over, little by little you're going to influence your children too. You can't impose it to especially if the husband doesn't go along. That was the next question. 
What do you do if your husband is reading newspapers? You can't stop him reading newspapers. Your husband is listening to radio. And then she says, you can't make a fight about it. Again, Shalom Bais is more important, and you can become a Meshgiach in the house. But the best thing is to influence little with the husband just to be a role model. What is the role model? If you stop reading newspapers and hearing radio, and you have more time, you become a better quality woman, and your husband starts seeing that he's the benefactor of it. The guy went out of the house, and the yid came into the house. And what is the yid in the house? Vashonim, Rachmonim, Doimel Chasodim. It has to be immediately make an effect on a person. The minute the guy comes out of the house, the yid comes in. The more they need the guy, the male yid. And what does it mean, male yid? There's more pusher, there's more able cap. Rachmonim, you really care, you really care. Doimel Chasodim. Automatically, your husband sees that you're a different wife to him too, you're a different mother to the children too. And usually, by time, by time, Chochmus Noshem Bansabes, you try your best, and eventually your husband's also going to stop reading newspapers and hearing radio. But if not, it's still not the issue you know, that you should make a fight about it, and it's still better for the children at least to have the mother anchored in clarity in Simcha than it's many times, many fathers who have raised by previous generation, which was nothing wrong, wrong to read the New York Times. In my time, when I grew up in Yeshiva, the Ba'ath Yeshiva officially had taught English. In my time, Rabbi Kubeh's time, Rabbi Weissmann's time, officially our teacher was teaching us English. We learned, I remember they were teaching us the New York Times editorial. So nothing was wrong. All the bathroom was full of, of the New York Times. Of course, 40 years ago, the New York Times was different than it is today. So sometimes it's difficult to say for men, don't read the New York Times. Certainly my father read it, my grandfather read it, my Rebbe read it, my Yeshiva, and sometimes it's hard to say it. So you can't make an issue of it except to be a role model and to see the benefits. What does it look like if you don't read? And this way, like, people see themselves in the Shema, but eventually influence the husband's too. Yes. The minute you throw out your television and radios, the house turns into a different household. Fun and entertainment and interaction comes between you and the children. And that's what the scripture said before. Interaction with the children is fun for a child which is getting, no television could give that. And as I said, to throw everything out and not to look at them, and you're going to be busy with yourself learning, which is good, but only for yourself. And the child is exposed again to the fence, to the neighbor's television, because it hammers taken away. Of course, it's not good. Yeah. You have to give quality time to your children. Quality time is a family. Go out driving. It's, of course, you have to make it little step by step. You can't just take you all of a sudden. You have a mature mind. You make you switch your mind. You understood it. You make it easy to throw it out. But let me tell you a good line. We had a seminar, one of the beginning of the seminar, I think it was the second or the third seminars. We had a wonderful family here. There's nothing more than four or five televisions there. In every bedroom there was a television. And after the seminar, they went home and they threw out five televisions. There was a 12-year-old daughter in the house. And she started crying, Mommy, you're taking, you're taking away my television? Why are you taking my television? And Mommy answered, I'm taking away your television and I'm giving you back a mommy. That's dancing. If you try the television, you're giving your child a daddy. You're giving your child because this quality time which you used to watch television, you're going to give to your children, you're going to, be, you're going to give them fun. And this is Chinov, that's what they want today. And again, don't be a masmid on the cheshmer of the children. Play chess with, uh, not chess, play any toy with the child if, according to his age. You learn also to get little bit, get him into it. That's a very, very important thing to do.
Yes. Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> the question was that he said, the Gemara says that the issue which you pay for our children, Hashem is guaranteeing, whatever you pay, you're going to get back. Let's define what Scham Limud means. Scham Limud means, Tarishim means, Limud Ekoidosh. That's the Scham Limud. That's Scham Limud. What you learn in Torah. What you give an English curriculum, it's good if you have to give it, but it's not Scham Limud. And this is not covered because we explained it. What did we explain? Why does Hashem have to give you a blank check, whatever you spent, I give it back to you? Because he said, Hashem is responsible to give Torah for every Yiddish and Hashem. And if you as a mother, you go down a Jewish Hashem to this world, that Neshama is a part, a share of Torah in heaven, waiting from Sinai. From, the Maral says, an original Torah in Sinai is waiting for every Neshama. Therefore, no Senator, because Bokhru Tidus forgets. However, that Torah has to be given to a father. The father will mother him as Benechim. A father has to learn. And this is Torah in Sinai. If Hashem doesn't let the father to give over Torah, because the father is busy working outside, as we explained last night, Hashem wants him to represent him in the business world, so he can't teach. The Shem says, you know what, I give you as much money you need that you should hire a rabbi to teach him Torah. So it is only Torah in Sinai, which we are guaranteed, whatever it takes money to teach, you're getting it back. Day camp, or play groups, or English, and even have a question about uh, building funds, which is excessive amounts, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm, but day camps, definitely not. However, I may add, learn, but I may add something. I may add now. You know, I'm, I'm a good, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a so we're going to go against him. We're going to say, yes, you have to cover that too. But I'm a, I'm a nobody to say that. So, we, but we have somebody who can be saved. Satmar of the Chorin of Rocha, Paskin, that Chinech Abona, it's much easier to pay tuition for girls, which they go to our, uh, our schools and the Chodor and Besiakos, is also a gender of a choice born on the family side. That's what he passed And we need all them going to pass it. It's not for proportion. Because Torah is Torah. And when a man in the, in the, a mother is not hired to learn with the child Torah, only a father. We speak about Torah, but we need mitzvah from Maratim as Benechem. And there's no mitzvah to teach a girl Torah except what she needs for herself, but they're not speaking Torah per se. How come Satmarov incorporated that? And I think, according to this Hashkopa, which explains Satmarov is absolutely right in this, because the mother has to educate the daughter. A daughter has no business leaving home. That's the Torah. Altitas Torah. But yesterday it was a very national crisis which is going on today. Not only in that area, in all areas. Then I'm going to use the joke again. This is just uh, one other branch of the overall problem which we have. I said this morning, this joke is the bus confess. The Chase Manhattan Bank put him on his feet back. How? He possessed his car, now walked on his feet. Hashem is putting us back on our feet. He repossessed from us all the great leadership, all the three chunach, and all the, and all the rich people supporting Torah Moshe. You have to remember who we are. Fifty years ago, we were ashes. There's absolutely nothing. And Hashem left us over, the Red Cross brought us over, wherever he brought us over, came at a bottom cross, and the Sabbath was over to America, instituted a new thing, Torah, 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 put up a lake. Wherever dreams are going to be, fifty years later, look what the what lake would is. And the other people in the world went to Bishop the Shehila and those are big promises to Yeshiva. And we gave money people to send children. And as the parents were actually paid money. 
the field of children, because that was putting us back on our feet. We have to do this. But this wasn't the ultimate. The ultimate, now that we have Baruch Hashem, here in the 50th past Holocaust, and many of our nice B'nai Taylor, not B'nai Taylor, but Baruch Hashem, they have a winter home, they have a winter bungalow colony, they have a quad bungalow in the Catskills, and some of, them, some of them go every winter down to Miami, every Baruch Hashem, our homes in Borough Park, wherever it is. It's about time that we should, we should get on our own feet. And we can be, again, spoiled children, that we should be supported, we should be nourished by and everything. And we have to, you know, it's very hard, but this is what Hashem is doing in every area, that we have to start in the Tochum, we have to start in the Mona, we have to start teaching children, and this is going to improve the quality of the parameters which she was too, once we're going to pay more tuition. So the question is hard. But it's just as hard like in anything, we're losing jobs, we're losing businesses, and in, 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 in security-wise, national-wise, government-wise, in every area, it's very, very hard. In the houses, it's very hard for the boy too. And that's what the Chazal tell us very clearly before the Shia will come. It's not aimed at the Shia fruit of inactive. All the Simona is that we have to become little lions and I couldn't stop and couldn't stop only. We have to learn how to deal with it. We have to deal with the seminar. How to cope with it and how to deal with havoc. It's no question. Hashem will not have faith here. He didn't have faith until now. We have an Aftokash where Shokha puts his wrath and 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 his And not only just you have to worry about every, not only about that, you have to worry every part. You have to make him shame and Shabbos, about Shabbos. I know. In, the, in, in, in years ago, 34 years ago, we paid any amount of money just to give me a child. Today, as many children as you want, just as many Shabbos as you want, you have today. Next question. The question is, what is the help of Kibbet Avraham? How do you expect your father and mother about Shabbos? How do you expect your grandfathers and so on? It's a Baruch Hashem, it's a new Torah. It's not a new Torah. It's a new Torah that we learn in our age now. It was never learned before. How to deal with a secular parent. And the main principle, the first thing which I recommend to everyone, sit down and learn in Yiradeya. Think of Simon, Reish, Nehem, or Reish Samach, Reish Nun. Sit down and learn how to speak with Abraham. That's the first thing. If you have problems about it, First obligation, first and foremost obligation is to sit and learn the Salochas, which has to be learned in the same detail, detail as Shmira Shabbos. By the way, this is not only this about Shabbos. Unfortunately, I don't know why. I was sitting and learning with my children. Shabbos Kibbet Avraham, inside, in detail, it's mind-boggling. The Chumrah and the details, and this is a Seder Sadibra. It's mind-boggling, absolutely mind-boggling. When what is required, and this is also again not known. We speak about Moshe Nahar and Moshe Nahar, which is tiny and well and well. But the first, the first, the first and foremost which we have to learn is Kibbutz Avraham day in day out. Once you know the basic halacha, and you have the right attitude to your, to your parents, which are secular, there's what the Shaila is, but there's definitely Kibbutz Avraham because as the Chazanish passed in our times of today, nobody's a mummer. There's no such thing as lahaches. Most of the people are connected to Shemishpur, you have to be mechanical. And about you as a tendency, because you become defensive, you are defensive, and because you become defensive, you start privatizing and, and, and proving to them whatever you learn and show them, and all you're trying to defend yourself, but you don't realize automatically, you're accusing them what they are, and they're getting very hurt, and then they're fighting back, and it becomes the whole thing. Therefore, you have to lay back. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to explain yourself too much. Well, this is my lifestyle. I like it. And I always tell about children, don't preach to your parents, 
just behave nice. Let him see the fact he became a Balshuva, he became a softer person, a nicer person, a more loving person, a more caring person. If he used to call your father once a week, you became a Balshuva, call him three times a week. Because every time you call him, you keep it up. So Mr. Sell says, all right, sir. Become nicer. And they should see that they are the benefactors from your children. They are the benefactors, the benefactors from them. And not to explain too much. If they want to understand, if they want to hear, the best thing is to say, you know what, I could give you a tape, I could give you a book, you know, I'm going to lecture, I could take you along. And that's what I see many times, while children who come in, they get interested, and all of a sudden they start to bring around the mother, to bring around the father, and then they hear that from the third party, and it's nice for them too. It's a new thing which you have to really study and analyze. It has to be asked questions point by point as to what extent gets us. Now, what you have to know, it's a definite question which you can't ignore. Kibidavim is a very important mixture. cannot be ignored, and about Shiva has to remember that. By the way, about Shiva, the first thing which has to be expressed is in about Shiva that we are not happy. You can't do what we like to do, we can't, you can't say what you want to say, you can't relate what you want to relate. And this has to be asked how to do it, how to do it. In, in my experience, the problems with those about children with the parents is there's two problems. There's an overall problem of how to respect your parents since, since they have no appreciation for tearing you at your mind. And then there's a practical problem from when you go visit them. Let's say you have to go to a wedding of a sister and it will be a very, very uh, non-religious wedding. Or <clears throat> you have to go visit the parents and you take the children along. And you're afraid that they might even see something which is uh, no good. The children might watch television, etc., etc. So there's two problems. The problem is hashkafa-wise, how to mechabit the parents. And then there's a practical problem, how to solve problems with parents. Now, hashkafa-wise, as Abitala said before, halakhically speaking, it's very complicated. But I think we can say, hashkafa-wise, it's extremely important for valid children or for anyone to respect parents who are non-religious. So surely, chinuch speaking, wise speaking, for our own chinuch, for our children's chinuch. And many times you see by the children that they, <coughs> they throw away the secular world. And one of the first mitzvahs they do is to give the, the, the father a punch in the head. And a punch in the head doesn't have to mean a physical punch in the head. This is absolutely wrong. Hashkafa-wise, there's no doubt that we should respect our parents as much as we can. When you come into the practical problems, of visiting parents, taking along children, etc., etc. In my opinion, the answer is, and in many cases, in Yiddish, they say, give the chadrei. You know what give the chadrei means? Find a way out. Find a way out. In other words, if you go straight, many times you, you hit a wall. But you take a little turn around. Let me bring some, several examples. A fellow comes to me and he says, my sister's getting married. And the, the, the wedding will be a disaster. Mixed dancing, etc., etc. And my parents want me to be there. And they want my children to come. What should I do? So, again, it's very hard to give advice. Very hard to give advice, especially now in, in, this, in this form, because every story is different. So I said, where do your parents live? Where, where, does, where, where do they live? I live in Ophakim. They live, let's say, um, 
It happens to be in Natanya. It's a two and a half hour ride. So I say, <coughs> if you will go the day before the wedding and visit and give Mazda, bring a nice present and explain. In other words, if you call up, I'm not coming to the wedding. It's irreligious, it's secular, it's schmutz, I'm not going to be there. It's hard feeling. If you go make a special visit, take along the children, give a beautiful present, say Mazda Tov to everybody, I wish I could be there. And to prove you wish you could be there, that you're taking the, the tircha and you're, and you're spending the money, you're going down, you're visiting, then they believe you that you didn't show up by the chasana. It's purely because, 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 of your, because of your beliefs. And they appreciate it. So sometimes you show more appreciation and more closeness than even if you come to the wedding. And there are a lot of ways of doing it. <coughs> the same is true with the children. Now, if you tell Bobby that the children shouldn't, I don't want them to eat in your house. So, you know, she'll be insulted. But something you can give the chadrit. You could explain. <coughs> you could bring food. There, there, ways, there, are, there are ways to solve these problems. There are ways to solve these problems. And we should go out of our way. Now, we should not let our children eat something which is not kosher. Absolutely. But there are ways. With a little machshava, a little, a little understanding. Sometimes it has to cost an extra few dollars. It has to cost a little time to find ways <coughs> how to keep our children protected and keep our parents happy and satisfied. And they should really get the impression that we love them, we appreciate them, we respect them. Whereas we also respect what we believe, and there's no contradiction. There are ways. There's a question here in a case where the, where the, where the parents are, are separated. The children are angry and resentful because the father shows them fun in video, etc. And the mother doesn't allow it, so the children get angry at the mother. I think that everyone's imagination could, could continue uh, with this question. Let me tell you something, Rabbi, so I think it's something very important. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm going to answer this question at this moment, but I, I just want to tell something very important. <clears throat> I think it's an essential port, point in Chinuch with children, with being Mechanach ourselves. Well, we'll leave ourselves out of it. Our wives, our husbands, and our children. It is very important to be Mechanach. But let us be Mechanach when our children are good and not when our children are bad. For instance, most of our Chinuch is when our little boy is fresh and he says an angry word to his, to his mommy, that's when we become a mechanic. We give him a slap and we call him a mechutzah. The child has no mind to hear what mommy is telling him. The time to explain to a yingler of how to respect parents is not when he's naughty, it's when he's good. Now, when a child is, is, is naughty, he's supposed to say a word you're not supposed to just keep quiet because then he, he receives, receives it as shtika kaido, as if you are, as if you agree to what he's doing. But if you say a word, that's not the way you're supposed to talk to a mommy. And when you catch him in a good moment, when he is not angry, when he's good, he's a good yingler, and you talk to him and you explain to him, you remember yesterday I spoke to mommy? That's not the way you're supposed to speak, right? 
and you explain to him when he's in a good mood, when you're loving each other, that's the way to Mechanach. And the same is true with our families. When our wives, our husbands, do something which offends us, that's not the time to teach them how to be a mensch. The time to teach them how to be a mensch, at that time, the best thing to do is just keep quiet. If we want to be mechanic to a certain extent, our families, we're supposed to catch them in good moments and sit and discuss how we should act with each other. The same is true, now, when a child is, is in, a, in a position that, let's say that someone is watching television, now, let's say you have a separated, fam- a, a, a separated couple. The child's watching television with the father. And the mother fights. Don't go to the father. Yes, go to the father. I, I'm not experienced. I don't think it's fruitful. I do think that you can take your child when he's in a good mood and good moment and explain to him explain to him life and tell him in very clear language, this is your father and I am your mother or vice versa. Your father is brought up in this way. Your mother is brought up in this way. Your father might show you television. I'm not going to tell you, but I think and explain to him Yiddishkeit, beauty, understanding, with a geschmack. And I, I, I think that children will pick, will pick the right way. If it's a fight, then you're in trouble. If, it's, if you, if you are, are, you understand, if you catch someone in a bad moment, that's not the time to talk to him because his mind is closed. If you catch someone in a good moment, there is nothing as beautiful as the truth. There is nothing as beautiful as the truth. But you have to catch the person at the right time. And that's when chinuch is supposed to be done. Chinuch is supposed to be done in good, enjoyable moments. I always tell, 